everybody, welcome back to another edition of Warrior Talk. This is Sean. Hey, and this is Matt. And we are super glad to have you guys with us yet again. Lots going on in Warrior Sports. Uh, we are full-blown into the winter season. Matt, um, where do you want to start? Well, uh, let's start with the results from last week. You know, we're recording this on a Tuesday, the 12th. Uh, so last week, uh, kicked off with the uh, boys' freshman basketball team against Mooresville on Monday. We were able to get a very hard-fought win that yeah. night. So I think the final score was 43-42. So. Yeah, I was there for the game. It was super fun. Um, I will credit uh, the athletic department for just being really cool, letting you guys play in the big court. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often these days. <laughs> Typically, we play in the auxiliary gym. So, yeah, for those kids to be able to play on the, the main court was a lot of fun. And, you know, to be able to pull out a win, you know, our first win, we've only, up to that point, that was only our second game. Right. So, it, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, that hopefully it kind of springboards us going forward as well. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. I mean, you guys kind of faced some adversity in that game. Yeah. Um, there were, there, it was kind of a game of runs, I feel like. It um, was. I would agree with you. So, it was a, yeah, very cool experience. The, the fans were chippy uh, for a freshman <laughs> basketball game so yeah yeah it is what it is but then we turned around uh on uh tuesday the Thursday. girls basketball oh, team yeah. was uh in action uh the the jv got a strong win double digit win over the Greencastle jv but it was it was a struggle for the varsity that night uh jess and i went to the game and it was just one of those i don't know if it was kind of like an avon hangover game type deal right you know they were coming off a very tough loss on saturday turn right around only have one day of practice right and then you know fell i fell to a team they lost 57 to 41 and i I don't think it was the loss. It was how they lost that I think probably disappointed Coach May the most. Um, it just didn't look like the same team. Uh, it just, you know, kind of silly mistakes stuff. At this point in the season, you thought you'd get through by now. Right. But it, it was a tough loss. But, you know, they, they had another game, a conference game to get ready for on Friday. So I think, and we've had this conversation uh, in the fall, I do think that there is a feeling from Greencastle that Danville's arrival, and I do believe for Greencastle that they get up for a Danville game. So, I, think, I, mean, I think you're right. It's almost like the teams west look east, trying to gear up for that. I mean, we feel that way about Plainfield. We feel that way about Brownsburg, Avon. So That's fair. I, I do think that we don't, as Danville athletes, look at, at Greencastle, but I do think they look up to us. So oh, I'm yeah. not surprised. It's not a – I mean, again, that's not a result you want – but knowing that, I think knowing that there's an added, like, they want to right. beat us, I, th I think that changes the dynamic a little bit. Right. And then on a Wednesday, the wrestling team uh, was in action as well. They wrestled against South Putnam. They were able to get a dual win, uh, 42 to 30. 30. So, uh, you know, the wrestling team, I think, very young. Uh, they have some experienced mm -hmm. wrestlers there, but overall, a lot of freshmen and sophomores. So any win is a good win for a young team like that. Well, and they're coming also out of out of just a shortened preseason, trying to get their athletes that played football right. ready for the mat. So, again, yeah, great job over South Putt. We don't have a, uh, a score from the Plainfield invite, so... Uh, if, if you guys know about that, maybe you could send us a tweet. As always, it's super helpful if you know 
scores or yeah. uh, results and just to let us know so that we can uh, be able to give the athletes the uh, the credit they deserve. And then, Sean, the swim team was in action at Cascade on Thursday. How'd they do? Uh, <clears throat> is that a loss? Is L a loss? Yes. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, we have we have our results here in front of us, but, you know, I'm just kind of... Sometimes we don't yeah. talk about it beforehand. So, but boys Cascade, swim, yeah. a loss against Levin in 98 to uh, 86. I believe that's their first loss of the season, but they were able to turn it back around against Cascade and win 95-85. This reminds me, again, I need to get to a swim meet this season to be able to understand (laughs) uh, where where the numbers are coming from and how they get. So uh, from what I understand, you get so many points for where you place. Okay. It's very similar to a track meet, um, but at this, it's uh, more points. So the higher you place, the more points you get. Okay. That that's where the numbers are coming. Good to from. know. Good to know. Learn something new every day. Uh, girls swim team also had a loss against Lebanon, one hundred three to ninety two. But again, we're able to uh, regroup and get a victory over Cascade, ninety eight to eighty two. So that brought us to the uh, you know the freshman team. My freshman team was back in action on Thursday as well, home against Crawfordsville. Um, we were able to get another good win conference win you know it doesn't matter whether it's freshman jv varsity you always want to beat the conference teams because those are the ones you right. you're going to see year in and year out so right. kind of sends a good message so i was happy with the the guys uh, performance on thursday so have we done boys and girls basketball yet no we have not so you know friday uh it was kind of a quadruple Oof. header uh on friday nights over at southmont so uh, the boys' uh, JV team was playing in the auxiliary gym while the girls' varsity was playing in the main gym. Uh, the boys' JV team uh, got a good, solid win over at Southmont. Again, conference team, so always right. good to get those wins. Uh, and then the girls' varsity pulled out a, a very big win, you know, bounce-back win, um, 73-32 to 32 over I mean, very hand, Very yeah. handedly beating them. Yes. I think uh, Southmont's going through some growing pains right now uh, with their roster. Um, but, you know, it, it doesn't matter. As, as far as Danville, you, you still got to show up. You never want to give a team like that any confidence. So I think Danville, from the get-go. Well, in a long season, I mean, you look at that loss against Greencastle, and, and it's frustrating. You don't ever want to lose, but you do want to win those conference games. Right. So if you need a loss against a Greencastle to get your mind focused, to get your team focused and attitude back, then I think it's worth it. it I'll, I'll kind of just you know carry that a little further. It's it's not a conference game. The Greencastle game wasn't a conference game. Right. It wasn't a sectional opponent. Right. So I mean, you may see them again way down the line if you you know at the regional level or something like that. But like you said, I mean, yeah, you don't want to lose, but if, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Correct. So, and then, you know, back-to-back, so while the varsity boys were playing in the uh, main gym, the uh, JV girls were playing in the auxiliary gym. The JV girls were able to get a, a good win over Southmont again, conference. So, right. And then the boys' varsity were able to get an 85-56 to 56 win over Southmont. Uh, it was, it was kind of – it set the tone very early uh, – they got the tip, but we were able to get a steal. Alec Burton came down, dunked it on the first, you know, right. first play of the game. So right. it really set the tone uh, early, especially defensively. Uh, I think we were up twenty five at halftime. Right. So it was it was a nice conference win. You know, kind of 
it's one of those where you, you want to go out and you basically want to demoralize the other team as soon as possible. And right. I feel like that's what our guys did and, you know, just kind of held that lead winning both halves. So it, and it's it important good. to go into the second half with a lead like that, but be able to keep it. Yes. And stay focused and do what they need to do. I don't, th- I don't think Coach Barber would agree that we did the way – well, I should say we did the way we did in the first half. So right. we, we didn't – have that same intensity, but just to be able to win both halves is still something we can build for. And, again, it was one of those learning experiences for our guys. It's like, yes, great first half, but you got to keep that intensity in the second half so you don't want to give a team like that any confidence coming back. It seems like, I mean, whether we're talking about high school, college, or professional, that seems to always be an issue. Why do you think that is? Uh, I mean, you got to remember we're dealing with kids, you know, especially at the high school level, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, and even at the college level, they're still, you know, in their, you know, young 20s. Right. So they mm-hmm. they, they get that big lead, and it's very easy to get complacent. Right. And very easy to just kind of, hey, okay, we can coast. It doesn't matter what we do. You know, we got this thing in the bag. And you, it's our job as, as coaches to make sure they stay focused and right. they realize that, you know that yeah you can do this for a half against maybe an average or you know bad team right. but if you come up against a good team and you you have that kind of first half they could easily do that to you in the second half correct so it's you, you got to keep that in mind and you got to get them in that habit so I, I think that's what coach Barber was you know preaching you know after the game on uh, Friday but then, you know, the boys' team, JV and varsity, turned right, right back around on Saturday and had a game uh, at home against Cascade, a county rival. Um, the JV got a good win. Uh, uh, the Cascade uh, boys' team, uh, JV team, was, you know, they came out and they, they played. You know, it was a hard-fought JV game. Um, but our guys, you know, picked up the de- defensive intensity yeah. during the second half and really took control. Uh, and then I think it carried over to the varsity game, you know, right. very similar to the Southmont game. Got off to a really good starts, um, especially defensively. Right. Um, and we're able to pull out an 89-46 to 46, uh, victory over Cascade. So, you know, being able to hold a team under 50 while scoring over almost 90 points yourself is, Correct. you know, a big confidence boost. And right. Lets you know where your team's at kind of. So it seems like almost, I mean, what Coach Barber was talking about on Friday, maybe they were able to implement some of that on Saturday? Yeah, and that was kind of the the message at halftime. It's like, you know, we were just in this exact same situation last night. Let's Mm -hmm. not let them get any confidence back. They're going to come back, you know, know, fighting, swinging, and everything like that. So we just, we got to kind of, you know, take it from them. Right. And just don't let them back in it. I mean, it's kind of... You don't you don't always want a game the next day, but when you're trying to teach maybe a, a a point like that, having that next day and then almost getting in that same exact situation yes. is super helpful. Oh yeah, absolutely. And this was actually you know so we've started the season, um, so we our our very first week we had three games in that first week, then we came back this past weekend back to back Friday Saturday and we're right. about to go into another weekend. We'll get into that here in a minute, where we're playing back-to-back again, Friday, Saturday. So we're coming into the season, we're playing a lot of back-to-back games. And I think long-term, that's going to uh, 
prepare our team very well for the sectional. Right. Uh, any kind of tournament you play, right. you're gonna have right. to. You either have to play on back to back nights, good teams on back to back nights, or you're gonna play. You know, two good teams on the same day. So right. A regional is that example. So on the regional, you're gonna play two games in a day. So right. I think you know getting them used to it early. And we'll hopefully prepare them for what to expect, you know, at the very end of the season. And I think, you know, with looking at college basketball, that's why those early season tournaments are so beneficial to anybody because you're creating that March Madness feel where you're going to have those back-to-back games. Very yeah. true. Cool, man. We're looking. Uh, anything we forgot? Uh, no, uh, no, I didn't. I don't think everything so. everything's good. We covered everything. So yeah, it, overall, I, it was a good week for Danville. Um, you know, some losses sprinkled in there, but I. But it's bounce back wins. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's refocusing and and swimming's kind of one of those like yes, you have a team score, but it's one of those like you want to focus on getting individually better because you're racing against time pretty much. You right. just want to improve your time right. to the best of your ability, and sometimes your best it just isn't good enough you know what i mean like you could swim the race of your life run the race of your life and it still may not be good enough so it's just one of those you just want to continuously improve right uh, because you you, right because you can maybe be aware of like a form issue that you had or, or even a mental issue where maybe going into that meet you weren't you know just focus and being able to be aware of that and to say, how can I better prepare myself throughout the rest of the day, uh, the next day? So, yeah, proud of you guys on on, on all those bounce back victories. Looking ahead <clears throat> on this week, we are recording on the 12th. Uh, sorry, my voice is kind of going in <laughs> and out. Uh, so right now, as we speak, the uh, swimming team is at Western Boone, uh, having to swim meet. Uh, some hopefully. Maybe even if at the end of this pod we'll be able to give you guys a an update. And then the girls' basketball team is away at Decatur Central. Yeah, and I actually got a score from my wife who went to the game tonight. She went to the uh, JV game. The JV girls got a win uh, tonight, 40-24 uh, to 24 over Decatur Central. And the varsity is playing as we speak. So uh, congratulations to the JV girls on their win tonight. Cool. Uh, so tomorrow, the 13th, the wrestling is in action uh, at Lebanon. It seems to be, you know... The theme for the, the week. The theme for the week is Lebanon. So, uh, yeah, they'll be getting started at 6.30. And then on Thursday, the 14th, you are traveling to Lebanon for a basketball game. Yeah, another conference game. Uh, it's, it's a rivalry game. You know, we talk about Tri-West a bunch, and I, I don't think... It's not – I think as the Tri-West uh, rivalry has grown, I, I don't want to say it's overshadowed, but it kind of put the yeah. Lebanon yeah. rivalry off to the side a little bit. I don't think a lot of people around here realize how big of a rivalry that is or was. I would agree uh, with you. At five, six years ago. I mean, for there was a – back when I was in high school, there was a three-year stretch where Danville and Lebanon shared the conference title three years in a row. Yeah. So it, it, it is there. I think someone told me it's like, it's because the, t- the two towns are so similar yeah. to, to each other. It's yeah. why they hate each other so much, but there is a rivalry there. And no, I totally agree with you yeah. in, in soccer, you know, try West again is kind of what you're thinking about all season long, but Lebanon is a game that we want to win. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, we want to win every game, bro, but I mean, like, <laughs> there is something about Lebanon. I'm with you. And I, I'm curious, uh, let's hit pause. Do you think in high school, rivalries have anything to do with coaches, or is it like, I mean, how, how does a rivalry birth? Um, so, it, it's hard, around here at least, it's always been county schools, because when basketball was single class, um, yeah. It, the sectional around here was all the county schools. Right. That, that was the sectional. So right. not only did you play them during the break season, you were going to see them in sectional. You had all the large schools, Avon, Brownsburg, Plainfield, and then you had all the small schools, Danville, Tri-West, Cascade. And it was one of those, like when the small schools won the sectional or won the county, it was a huge deal. Right. And I hate to say this, but it's the county tournament around here has lost kind of its it's luster yeah. a little bit. Back when, even, you know, 10, 15 years ago when I was playing, the county tournament meant everything, especially especially for the small schools. But even the bigger schools loved county. And I think the older the older group of, um, you know, townsfolk, if right, you will, right. they, they really got into it too. Because, like I said, it was the old sectional. So when it went from class basketball, you could still have that sectional feel right. in a county tournament. And I, I, it, it's lost a little bit, and yeah. it, it kind of makes me sad. Um, but as far as the rivalries go, so Lebanon is, is, is it's a, basically as soon as we joined the Sagamore Conference, which was in, I think, 2001, maybe, uh-huh, uh-huh. I think is when we joined the conference. And we kind of came in and kind of bullied some people. Uh-huh. <laughs> we pretty much came I understand. in. I understand. We, we came in, and we, want, we were a big football school at the time, so we came in and just kind of, just ran all over the conference in football and then basketball that's when coach barber first got here kind of did the same thing right so lebanon was the big the big dog they on were the, street. the big dog yeah they were the big dog on the street and then danville comes in here and does their thing and it kind of just bloomed from there yeah so it it i love rivalries i a lot of it was you kind of you kind of grew up playing against these kids right throughout now it's you play with these kids. Yeah, it's very strange. AAU basketball, especially. I'm just. I guess I'm just drawing from the basketball. Point well, it's the same for soccer, and I would imagine it's the same for volleyball. Yeah, wherever it's that club or AAU. Right. Uh, you play with all these got guys and girls from the same different towns, and right. there's not that kind of built-in. I don't want to say hatred, but it, I mean. There's that built-in, you know, just kind of... Well, there's that trash talk. I mean, yeah. like, trash talk definitely continues to help. Uh, you know you want to beat that guy because you're going to be able to see them later on in the season for club, and you can rub it in say, remember when we kicked your butt or whatever like that, <laughs> so... But, yeah, I, so rivalries have actually kind of... I feel like they've toned down a little bit. Now, us and Tri-West, I think, is a different beast Correct. Com- completely, but... It's one of those, like, they go out there and they're high-fiving one another and it's like, no, guys, this is a business trip. This is one of those where you just, you're going in, there is no friends out. You don't have friends out there. It's you against them. Right. It's like... Now, everybody, and I'll I'll segue real quick and we'll get back to the schedule in a minute, but, I mean, that's why I love the Steeler-Bengal rivalry because even though it's professional... Even though, like, there's free agents and all that garbage, those teams hate each other. Yes, they do. They hate each other. And it it kind of, I remember the first time a free agent left a team, and I was just kind of like, I lost, 
I don't know, my innocence on rivalries is when Johnny Damon left Boston uh, and yeah. went to the Yankees. And it's like, you know, you're supposed to hate this organization. Like, you're supposed to just loathe everything about them, and all of a sudden you're joining them. Yeah. I, I struggle no, with you're, it. You're, you're right, because it's, I mean, the Red Sox, and like you said, it's professional. And I think... The, the rivalry comes from the fans. Yes. Especially at the professional level, I feel like more. Totally at the professional Now, there's the couple, Steelers, Bengals is one of those examples where, you know, the players just don't like each other anyway. <clears throat> but for, it, it's all about the fans because the players realize it is a business. You know what I mean? Right. They, they, they're not going to be, <laughs> my wife always says, don't be mad at your money. So they're, right. these players aren't going to be mad at their money. They're, I mean, they got offered a better job. Right. So... No, I get it. Right, so, right. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I've grown I up a little bit since then, and I understand. No, but I'm with you. Like I, the Pacers Knicks when yeah when I was a kid, that was that was it. Pacers Bulls really too, uh, to an extent. Even though yeah. we really just couldn't get past the Bulls, but it was like they were right. they were the ones in our way. Right. So eh, I'm with you. Eagles as an Eagles fan, it's Eagles Cowboys. I mean, really anybody in the division. Yeah, Eagles, right, Giants, right. Eagles, Redskins, anybody. Right. I don't care. Go right. And I right, and I feel that way about the Bengals. So. Anyways, we have totally digressed. Yeah, that's right. Let's jump back in. On Friday the fifteenth, the girls uh, mm-hmm. have home game against Lebanon. Uh, girls varsity tip off is six p.m. and then the boys JV is at seven thirty p.m. I'm assuming. So this is another one of those quadruple headers like we did with Southmont last week. So the boys JV will be playing at the same time as the girls varsity. I think the times on there are a little, a little, little wonky. Little wonky. Yeah. So the boys JV will be playing at six o'clock as well at the same time, same time as the girls varsity in the main gym. And then okay. girls JV will follow boys JV and the boys varsity will follow the girls. Varsity. Awesome. So, I mean, really that's a great night. If yeah. you uh, have nothing going on Friday night, please come on out, support the girls, show them, your love and your care, and then be there as well for the boys. Um, awesome. And then we got a busy, busy, busy Saturday. Uh, the bas- the boys' basketball team, all three are in action, freshman JV and varsity over at Plainfield. Uh, the freshman and JV will be both playing at 6 o'clock with the freshman team playing in the auxiliary gym, the JV playing in the main gym, and then the varsity will be following the JV over in the main gym. Uh, then boys and girls swim team both have county swim and dive. I'm sorry, have county. Uh, I'm not completely sure where that is being hosted. Um, you'll probably have to find uh, details on that on the uh, athletic website or Twitter feed. Um, keep that. And then wrestling also has their county meet um, starting at nine o'clock in the morning that day. It'll probably be a long day. Usually are. When you have that many teams in one spot, right. uh, and then the swim, the swimming and diving county starts at eight o'clock in the morning. So, it, there's going to be plenty to do on that Saturday. So again, get out there, um, be traveling around. There's, I mean, you can get anywhere from county to county in thirty minutes. Right. I mean, Plainfield to Brownsburg's thirty minutes, maybe, depending on how you drive. But so there you go. <laughs> depending on. How many people are getting their last-minute Christmas shopping in? That is absolutely correct. So uh, Christmas shopping, are you like an Amazon only? Do you go out do things? I do a little bit of everything. There, uh, My wife has semi-trained me to get some stuff done early. 
Uh, I'm a big believer in online shopping. I like the online shopping when it suits me. But I'm a, still a sucker for, for getting out there and just, you know, kind of looking around. Walk the store, look around. You might find something you know, you would never right. find online. So it's, yeah. Yeah, I found myself looking like on Amazon today, just like what what's out there. But I almost felt this like need to go. And oh. look in a store like. Absolutely. All right, I feel like it. <clears throat> let me ask you another question: Is there a limit on like presents that you need to buy for your wife? Is there a limit? Um, she will say no. Right. But you know, with the baby. Well, do you on the way? Let me ask you a different so, question. Go ahead. Let me ask you a different question. Do you feel like there's a number that you have to reach, personally? No. No. Okay. Because if I find that one, just you know, yeah. perfect one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm good. Good. I won't try to press my luck with right with something else. It's like here's this great present. Oh, and you got me this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One year, one year. I think it was maybe our third year of marriage. Christmas morning, I woke up and I went. Oh, I just don't feel like I have enough. <laughs> so I went to Starbucks and like bought like her a mug and a yes. coffee grinder. Like That's I just don't feel. Yeah. yeah. Pathetic husband. But I am a, uh, I'm a procrastinator deluxe. Yeah. Um, I it, it so my younger sister and I, it, it's guaranteed we will probably go out on Christmas Eve and probably do some kind of Christmas shopping that day as well. I almost feel like then it's almost like a, a tradition. No, it, for her and I, it really is a tradition. Yeah. To basically go out on Christmas Eve and get our last minute Christmas shopping yeah. done, whether it's you know stocking stuffers. Right. Or, now there's a, there's a good question. Are you a stock? Is it you? Were you a stocking? Is your family a stocking? <laughs> no. Family. Gr- no. Growing up, we had stockings, um, but n- on Christmas morning there was nothing in them. <laughs> that, okay. So like the stockings themselves were decorative. Uh, and, but since I got married, Cheyenne came from a stocking stuffing. Yes. And I remember like the first year going, you better, you better buy your own. Like, I don't <laughs> even know what you put in a stocking. So see, same way. See, my family was huge into stockings. Like we stuffed them full of everything. Lottery tickets is big thing. <laughs> Lottery tickets in the, in the stocking. That is a must. Okay. Okay. A lot of candy, just right. gift cards, stuff like that. Just little stuff. But you, you you cram it in there. You get as much stuff right. in that stocking as possible. Jess, no stockings to be found. Right. She came into the family first one. She's like stockings. What what <laughs> what are stockings? Yes. Pretty much like this is amazing. She right. loved it. So. Right. It's a good balance. So do you have a? I feel like we're getting all of our Christmas stuff out of the way. That's okay. Gee, I love it. Do you do you have a rule on Christmas Eve on what you can or cannot open? We, so my family, we, so we do like my mom's side of the family. Okay. And on Christmas Eve. Yep. And that's when we open up everything. And that's how I had it growing up as well. So, and then like direct family and my dad's side, we would do Christmas or like that weekend. You go. After or whatever. What about your immediate family? Immediate family, we are Christmas morning. Okay. We're Christmas morning people. I, we'll get up. So when I was a kid, it was getting up. And pretty much, you know, my sister and I, we were the first ones up every morning. Right. Now, as the older and older we got, it was getting up later and later. Right. But when we were kids, we'd, we'd be up at like 5, 6 in the morning. <laughs> right. And, and there it was in all its glory. And then we'd get up. You so, weren't forced to stay in your room? No. No, no, no. We'd get up and it was there. And 
we Santa would Santa, always yes. Santa would always leave a, a few things unwrapped. Okay. So we. <clears throat> I never understood that. My wife does the same thing. I don't understand why Santa doesn't know how to wrap. Well, it, it's so you can say you can play with it right away. You don't have to wait for your parents to play with something that's unwrapped. You know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, maybe that's what we're doing wrong. We need to have more of that so we can sleep in. I don't feel like my kids are old enough to be able to let us sleep in, but. So yeah, we we'd be we'd get up. Parents get up. My dad fixes a sausage and egg casserole. Nice. And then I feel like that's we, our parents' generational like dish. So good though, and he puts some like green peppers in it. Uh-huh. And it's it's really good. I love it. So he does that, and then we make cinnamon rolls, and it's a big breakfast type deal. Yeah, just it's glorious. I cannot wait. I'm with. I'm excited. Yeah, I right cannot now. wait. Yeah. So what 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 is a Christmas morning? In so the growing up, growing up for me, it was nothing until Christmas morning, and you had to stay in bed waiting until mom and dad got up. Uh, now that you have our own home, Cheyenne's tradition was that one gift was always open on Christmas Eve and it was pajamas, which at first when she told me that I laughed at her, but then like when we got married, got I was it. like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll take new pajamas. I'll open whatever it is I can open on Christmas Eve. So I'm pumped this year. We're going to try and create a new tradition. Just got my chimney cleaned out. So we're going to get a big fire, uh, enjoy a christmas beverage and uh and then watch so one every year we watch the movie four christmases that's our that's our (laughs) go-to movie but i'm gonna add die hard this year you should as you should it's time it yeah die hard is the ultimate christmas movie don't care what anybody else says out there yeah don't come at me yeah don't at me all right that that is a christmas movie die hard is a christmas movie one and two Yes. I mean, I mean no, the reality is one yeah. and two, but we'll just talk about two, one because... Two, we can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a little weird. But yes, Die Hard, that, that is it. Die so. Hard, I love Die Hard so much that I failed German my freshman year of high school because I thought I could take <laughs> German to understand what they're saying in the movie. Horrible, <laughs> horrible life decision. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's real quick just jump into the national spotlight. I mean, really, it's not a national thing. It's more of a local thing. Paul George is coming into town tomorrow night. What are your yes, thoughts? Yes, I can't. Okay, so I've been wanting to actually talk about this because uh, a friend of mine on Twitter, he he pointed this out, and I'm more convinced of it. So I think, you know, Paul George has been complaining about, like, a calf yeah, contusion yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah, something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. And it, it's, it's just one of those deals. And it's like, any other time of the year wouldn't be that big deal. He played the other night, too, and Correct. still got 20 points, Correct. stuff like that. I'm convinced he's not playing tomorrow. I'm with you. I am convinced that Paul George will not play tomorrow night. <clears throat> and that kind of sums up Paul George, doesn't it? Yes. Now, don't get me wrong. Paul George is an extremely talented player, but I remember the interview they had with him about the trade with Oklahoma City. And he's, I am paraphrasing here, but he's pretty much said he did not like the direction the team, the front office was going with constructing the team around him. And he did not want that burden. Right. Okay. And that's all I needed to know about Paul George. Okay. I knew, I felt like you would never win a championship with him as your number one option. Right. That just confirmed it for me. Right. And I was okay with just getting rid of him because I didn't feel like anybody would actually come in come in to join him right so I was okay with it 
But Victor Oladipo and Sabonis have completely exceeded all expectations. Agreed. For this for this team, for this city. Well, Victor, I mean, in every game that he plays, whether they win or lose, and they've lost a lot of games so far this year. I, you know, they're above average. From what I think, I think they're everybody... like sixteen and eleven right now, or fifteen and eleven, something like that. But every game he wants the ball and he wants to win. Yes. And you never, I, I don't want to say never, but it was not the normal to see Paul George want the ball and want the win. So my big, like, for me, the biggest difference between Victor Oladipo and Paul George is Victor Oladipo is a, what I call, he's a, he's a killer. Right. Like, right. He he has that mentality from an athlete's perspective that, like, I'm going to, if I'm behind, I'm coming back. Right. If I'm ahead, you're not sniffing. Right. What... Well, even against even their last game against Nuggets, you know he yeah. Had, I didn't. Had I was this. following that game on Twitter. I was like, "There's no way they're coming back." It's like the point differential. I was like, "Eh, okay, right. maybe it's just that time, you know." Right. Well, but he uh, and here I, they come. And I don't remember exactly, so I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure he tried to tie the game or win the game to uh, push it into overtime. I think he missed, and I think they were still able to get into overtime. Yeah. But then, didn't he not take a game winner? Yeah, he so or at least it, took it control was, in overtime. Yeah, to, he, t- he to just pull took, out. They they held him to two points in the overtime period. Like it was all Pacers in the overtime right. period. But it yeah, he's not afraid of the big <clears> moment, <throat> and he's already shown that he can rise to that moment. But so this PG coming back, well, he's gonna, let me ask you this real quick: ahead. true or false? Victor has more game winners than Paul George as a Pacer. Correct. That is that he does. Just but. the point of him having one. Is more than Paul George ever had as a pacer. Yeah, and you know what? I could probably go back and find some game winners that Paul George has hit. I don't know that for fact. But the fact that we're even talking about it in that context tell, tells you enough about, about him. So just, you know, this game is going to be awesome. <clears throat> I but hope, I can I see hope Russell, he plays. I, I hope he plays yeah. for the fans' sake to boo him. Yeah. And he even said it today, like, he expects to get booed. He wouldn't have it any other way, and that's fine. Right. Okay, that's fine, Paul, but I can't wait. I hope I hope no one does cheer him. I hope they boo the living crap out of him. Right. One thing that I do love about living in Indianapolis in this area is just the desire of the town to love their player. Right. And Paul George just didn't want that. And it's just a, it's a weird thought. Like, why do you not want to embrace that? I mean, that's why Peyton Manning... When he went to Denver, you see half of Indianapolis with Denver jerseys on. Yeah. It's because he they love their guy. Yeah. He he was their guy. And, and he Paul, was their guy because Peyton invested back into the town. He walked around the town where Paul George wanted nothing to do with Indianapolis. You know, and I'm glad you kind of brought that point of it up because, you know, of all the guys around that team – Roy Hibbert was actually the one that probably invested more back into the city than anybody on that team. Now, right. David West, I think, was kind of more on, on the quiet side. I really liked David West. When right, he was I did too. And George George Hill and Roy Hibbert were the two that really invested back into the city. Right. Because, you know, George Hill being the local guy, Broad Ripple, IUPUI, and then right. finally with Pacers, it's, it, it was very easy for the town <clears> to embrace <throat> right. him. Right, But Roy Hibbert really, you know, I think went the extra effort to invest back in the city is very similar to how Pat McAfee does it. Right. You know, a punter. Right. So, right. And you know, if you do that, a town will embrace you. McAfee did it. You know, he's a punter. Right. And 
this ta- he he if he would have kept playing for the Colts. Now he's still beloved in this. I think he was on track to kind of be at Peyton Manning level. If, like statue if, level? Well, maybe not statue level. <laughs> right. You know, you know what I'm saying. I know what you're like saying. I know he, what you're saying. he he brought so much to the city. He gave back so much to the city. He embraced the fact that he was an Indianapolis Colt and like this was his that this is right. his town. Right. So that this was awesome. I mean right. he, he is the best guy to have around here. And Paul, <clears> like <throat> like we said, I mean Paul George never just embraced it. Right. Like he never felt like he never felt like he was part of the town. He was just a really good player. Yeah. I I mean I'm definitely I mean I, I pulled for the Pacers I think ninety eight percent of the time. Uh definitely hoping they get the win tomorrow night, just for many different reasons. Right. OKC's kind of on this total on tumble steel. right now. Yeah. I mean, so you don't want to see them kind of rebound and figure it out. Uh, also, looking at some basketball, Indianapolis area. Yep. We've got the Crossroads Classic coming up. Yeah, I think I, I don't know how many years they've been doing it now. At least maybe five or six now. Yeah. But it, it's a great, I mean, you get the four biggest schools in the state coming together, you know, playing. At Banker's playing, Life, right? Playing at Banker's Life, you know, central location. You got Purdue versus Butler in the early game. I think it's 11.30 tip-off. Okay. Kind of a weird time to play a college right. basketball game, but you right, know right. they'll adjust. So I think that'll be the better of the two games. To be perfectly honest, um, I agree. Purdue, yeah, I agree. Purdue is probably favored, but you can never count out Butler. They're scrappy. They always execute very well. I mean, they've already shown they can, you know, beat Ohio State. Yeah, beat good teams. And then you got IU and Notre Dame following up. Uh, what's, IU. What's going on with Notre Dame? Yeah, I mean. Good early on, then you get beat by Ball State at home. Right, and then he's, yeah, they're kind of in a weird spot. IU's kind of in a weird spot. They're right. I think they're just under five hundred, maybe or right at five hundred. But you, you, right, you get beat by Indiana State. Okay, not right. a great, right, great start to your season. Then you handle Iowa, who usually has decent teams Correct. at home. You play Duke, number one team in the country, really tough. Right. At the time, okay? Really, really tough. Then you go to Louisville. You play them really, really tough. It's like, I don't know what IU team's going to show up on a consistent basis. Uh, so I think that IU-Notre Dame game will be interesting, maybe competitive. Right. But I don't know how good the game is going to be. So, But overall, I think the, the games are going to be pretty good. Uh, should be a fun time if you're going to the games downtown. There's going to be a lot to do. Yeah. Very cool. Um... Well, let me just ask you. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. Okay, just do it. Carson Wentz. Just Done for bummer. the season. Bummer. It's all I can say. It's, it's just a bummer. Like, yeah. I can't even describe in words how awful I feel for him. Right. And that's probably the best attitude to have. Like, when you think about this world of fantasy sports that we live in, you know, when guys blow out their knee running back and you're just like you're killing my team and it's like wait this is a man that just got injured doing the thing that he loves and like i mean the eagles are i think they're still gonna be okay yeah and i i told you before we, we came on it's like i the eagles are in a very fortunate spot as far as the backup quarterback's concerned he's played with the eagles before had a great year with the eagles before right he's played for doug peterson he understands the system he understands you know just you know, what he needs to do now. He's not going to be able to make the athletic plays that Carson Wentz made, but he's going to understand what he needs to do. He's got a good running game. He's got a really good defense. 
He's just... And that's the reality in the NFL, is if you have a defense behind you and you can game manage, you're going to be fine. And going into the playoffs, I mean, he's going to get the snaps that he needs before the yes. playoffs begin. So, I mean, you hate seeing Carson Wentz go down, but the timing is not the worst. No, you're, you're right. Week 17, get, that's... Wow. I mean, how do you rebound after that? So, he's going to get two games in before the playoffs. We've already clinched the division. Obviously, still want to fight <laughs> for home field advantage. Uh but it's one of those kind of, I don't know. Did you see the video by chance? I did. Carson not. Wentz posted to Twitter. Yes, I did. I did. It, it was awesome. Like, just great testimony, great faith. I mean, yes. just positivity. Like, yes, positivity. I think that's the key word here. It's like it's all positive. Like he's he under he's gonna trust his teammates to get it done. Right. He understands like he's gonna put all the work he needs to get in better, stronger. He's gonna encourage. You well, it's know. almost like Gordon Hayward. I mean, yes. like you just see that same kind of attitude where he's like, I'm going to be there with my team. We're going to get through this together. I'm gonna to encourage them, however I can encourage them. And I think that that's also. I mean, we think back to the last great season the Colts had. This Chuck Pagano. Yeah. You know, and Chuck Strong, and everybody's kind of rallying around. When you get a cause that is bigger than just a game, I think that can help a team. Oh, yeah, and I, I'm with you. And they're, they're going to rally around this kid because, like I said, you know, he's a rookie last year, had a pretty good season. Right. You know, and then made just an unbelievable stride right. in his game this right. year. It's like, it was unbelievable. Like, last year when he first started playing – I kind of, I went, the first time I saw him, the way he was moving and the way he threw the ball, I was like, man, this is the guy Chip Kelly needed when he was the head coach here. You know right. I mean? Athletic, right. smart, could throw, like that was the guy. But I, I credit Doug Peterson on what he's done and you right. know, maturing this guy as a quarterback. And like you said, you know, very, you know, faithful in what he believes in and, right. and like he makes no bones about it. And right. Like he just rallies this team around him and he's still going to do that. It's just going to be in a different capacity this year. And like, it I, makes, I it, I, it yeah. makes me want to root for the Eagles more. And I, I mean, like, you know, we've talked about just my craziness of a fan, you know, like, and just kind of, I am kind of fair weather, you know, and I, I just kind of jump on maybe what is exciting or against a team that I just cannot <laughs> stand. You know, the Bengals are done for. <laughs> so to, to be able to just kind of jump on the Eagles bandwagon, I, I, I'm i still on it. Yeah, I, I'm still there. I, well, I, you're I'm, not a bandwagon fan, so let's just not. I'm still there. Sure. I will lead the charge. They, they're they going to be fine. Uh, I think home field advantage, if they can get that, it's going to be a huge help, not just for Nick Foles, just the team in general to be able to get to that Super Bowl. Yeah. All right, let's um, let's just kind of kind of gear down a little bit. This weekend is massive when we talk about movies. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Star yes. Wars is coming out. Let me ask you this very important question: Have you watched any of the trailers yet for the Last Jedi? I have watched maybe two. Okay, I've watched none. Oh, you haven't watched any trailers? None. That's actually. Impressive, not even mad. <clears throat> Impressed. I, there, there are a few movies that I feel like I just want to have the first experience on everything to be that actual movie, and I feel like Star Wars is that is when when they announced that they were coming back, they were redoing everything. I just, I just dove straight into that mindset of like, 
I don't even want to know. I, I just yeah, you just want to see where it goes. I want to see where it goes. So I'm That's pumped. Fair. I cannot wait. Uh, I I'm very jealous. When are you gonna go see it? I'm gonna see it Saturday. Going to uh, drive to Cincinnati. See it with my dad, brother, and sister. We've seen the last two together. So we we've created this new family tradition. So I'm pumped. As you should be. I. It's just gonna be amazing. Like Star <clears throat> Wars is like. Did you like? It, the last one, Force Awakens. The Force Awakens or Rogue One? Well, I mean, we're we're talking okay, okay, we're talking, epi- series, we're okay. talking episodes right now. Uh, I thought it was very it, it was very nostalgic, and I think that's <clears> if I love that's right. Yeah, I love because of that. I loved it. It was very nostalgic. I mean, it it was predictable a little bit. It was it was predictable, but it was fun. I was it, thrown off. I was not expecting the uh, major character death at the end of the of that movie. Correct. I was not ready for that. I think when the scene started, I knew it was gonna happen. Correct. Dark. Yeah. Dark. Yeah. It's a bridge. I mean, it yeah. was kind of thrown back to just. I. You're right. When the scene started, I kind of knew it was gonna happen. But yeah, you're right. But. Like I said, very nostalgic, very good. I, I mean, I think that's what they were going for. Yes. They just wanted to, they wanted to tie everything back in together. They wanted to get everybody back on the bandwagon. Yeah. Introduce characters, new characters, yep. and stuff like that. So I, I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed Ro- enjoyed Rogue One more. I did too. Rogue, I did too. Rogue One was so incredibly done. I agree. Like, and it wasn't that you know heroes ending. Right. Like yes. Well, they, they knew they knew what they had to do. Yes, and that was the thing. And you it, couldn't get away and if you're, from the ending. Yes, and if you're if you were uh, familiar with you know the Star Wars story and Correct. you know the movies, you kind of knew how it was going to end anyway. You just Correct. wanted to see everything in between. Correct. So, Rogue One was so good. Like it was so good. I have heard the just, rumors. That the last Jedi blows everything out of the water. Some I heard somewhere at some point that Mark Hamill could get nominated for an Oscar for his performance. So I mean, okay, I've not seen any trailer. I did read this one little article, Nerd Alert, um, that in all of the Star Wars movie posters, the bad character is always the one in the background looming over all the other characters. And if you look at the Last Jedi poster, that is Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker. Oh. So it's intriguing. Yes. It's intriguing to go, where is this storyline going to go? I'm very intrigued. I can't wait. CC, very intrigued. Yes. Um, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be pun. And as much as I do love Star Wars, and I do, like, yeah. I'm really into it, I am more excited for May of 2018, <clears throat> the very first trailer. I did watch it. You did watch that trailer? I did watch that trailer. Very first trailer for Avengers Infinity War came out, and I I get chills yep. every time I watch it, and I've watched it probably at least three or four times <laughs> okay. already. Like, it's just, it's going to change everything. Like, I, I kind of just put it in perspective with my wife. I was like, this is literally 10 years, 17 movies in the making. Right. It's coming to a head. Right now, like when you kind of grasp that, right, in the foresight of everybody involved, right, that is an unbelievable achievement that you can that you did this. Like, I agree. I agree. It's unbelievable. I agree. When you post it on Facebook, I respond it. There will be at least one major character death. Yeah. Now I don't I'm know anything about it. No, I don't either. Like I don't know who I should expect. Yeah. To you know. 
meet their maker, I guess. Yeah, I think we'll have to make some bets and wagers on it a little, uh, bit, little bit later on. It's going to be phenomenal. Like, I cannot, like, I've never been more excited for a movie. You better temper your expectations. No, I won't. I won't. Then quit watching trailers. <laughs> All right, maybe. I, the one maybe. thing I've learned about trailers, though, is like anybody <clears throat> can make a trail, make a movie look good through a trailer. I understand. I understand. So, I, understand. I, I get that. Cool, man. Well, great being back. Yep, this is good. I like talking a little bit, of, a little bit of everything. So maybe, uh, maybe next week we can we can talk maybe top top five Christmas movies. Ooh. I do enjoy Christmas movies. I do enjoy just talking movies in general. Oh yeah, so, uh, I, I like the top five movies, top five Christmas movies. I got maybe I maybe we'll throw that out on the uh, on the Facebook and on the Twitter. Get your get your reactions, get your responses, and frankly, if you've listened this long to hear that we're going to talk about five Christmas movies in our next episode, kudos to you. You are you are the truth. You are the true fans. The true warrior talk fans. We love you. We love you. All right, peace out. Peace.